here's the deal. I'm the best there is. Well, Lottie frickin' duh! You can't handle the truth. I'm gonna have a VP! It's a big, hairy American winning machine. What do you want to do with your life? Two bananas, will you? I can't wait to ship my pants. I wish you could just shut your big yapper! Welcome back to another episode of the Long Chair Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Weather. Of course, we have in studio at home tonight, Bradley Weather, my brother. And then, of course, we have Captain Morgana again. Probably going to get yelled at at the beginning for that again. But I'm going to turn it right over here. Oh, before I turn it over, I have to remind everybody, we're just three protein-consuming males sitting on the psychiatrist's long chair. And we're writing holistic prescriptions for a healthier America. We are two protein-eating males and one grass-eating unicorn. Captain Unicorn. Captain Unicorn. I can't do this anymore. You're really really good at Captain Unicorn eating. That's great. I got a couple things for you tonight, guys. Uh, You know, the last couple episodes, we've done some amazing things. Uh, uh, This one is going to be just as good, I believe. Uh, I cannot believe... You know, and I go back to always saying the same thing. Are we conspiracy theorists? Because I'm lumping myself in there. Or are we open? Our eyes are wide open and we see it for what it is and nobody else sees it. Are they hiding it from us? I'm not quite sure. But um, this is Peter McCullough. He's a the most published cardiologist in the world and he is testifying before the texas senate hhs committee here it is i'm an academic doctor i see patients but i'm very involved in research i'm the editor of two major journals uh in my field i'm the most published person in my field which deals with the heart and the kidneys I'm going to be very clear about this, and I've recently just testified in the U.S. Senate, December 7th, 2022, the vaccine is killing people and is killing large numbers of people. It fulfills all the criteria for the Bradford Hill tenets of causality for uh, a medicinal product causing death. Our CDC, as of December 23rd, 2022, has over 16,000 Americans that have died within a few days of taking the vaccine. Now, and that's probably a gross underreport. That's really sad, 16,000 that they have on documented, but they don't want to talk about it. And we know the numbers are much higher than that. And this is a tough subject for everybody. It is. Those that, well, I mean, those that got it didn't want, that didn't want it, you know, they feel pressured. And those that got it because employers required it, they feel pressured. You know, there's a lot of injustices when it came to this virus. And those of us that said, whoa, wait a minute, let's talk about this. We didn't, uh, we didn't buy into it, but uh, we were forced because of our employment. We were forced to get the, the vaccination, which I'm wondering, you know what? Do we have a case against our employers now? Well, quite possibly, but you'd have to have a lot of proof. We'll see if that's coming. There is a there's a unique case going on out in South America, or excuse me, uh, South Africa right now, uh, where there's a case brought against Pfizer, and that Pfizer underrepresented the numbers. And uh, the trial vaccines that they used, they took their very best samples and didn't really give the averages. Um, so there is a there is a big lawsuit happening, and if Pfizer is found guilty, I believe that'll send ripples through America and the rest of the world. The ripples through the world. 
I hope you're right about that, but I don't think I don't think nothing's gonna happen because these the, these companies do this stuff all the time, and what they get a slap on a wrist, and they pay a fine, and, and then they go about their business. That's what they do, just like anything else. Nobody's gonna do anything big about it, and it's just gonna be one of those things. So I hope you're right. I really, honestly hope, but I'll believe it when I see it. We played a video of all kinds of celebrities telling us that we were bad people for insinuating that maybe we want to make sure that this vaccination works, that are there side effects? Whoa, wait a minute. You know, herd immunity. Should we allow the the science to work itself through all this? I mean, we were basically told that we were idiots. Oh, we could just say, hey, I told you so. And, uh, you well, know, unfortunately <laughs> for my employment, I had to take one. Unfortunately, I'm probably going to be like people that's probably going to die of this <laughs> someday. But, you know, it's what it is. It is what it is. Wow. It? That was a Grim Reaper attitude. Um, I will say, well, is it, I mean, it, do we... Do we go through this too much, Johnny? I mean, this is a this is like that twelfth time that I've mentioned to you guys that um, we were right in this topic. Is it just overkill? Well, no, it's it's not because there's a very important thing here that we have to deal with as Republicans, not necessarily myself, but as Republicans being in control, they really do have to do something about this. If they can prove that there were deaths caused all across the country because of these vaccines. They need to do their jobs. We can't just let things get thrown away in the past and move on to the next big subject. Because I feel like that's what's happening, right? We've had these mass shootings, and then we've had now this Trump thing. And it's moving it all away from the proof that's coming out on these vaccines. So to me, it is a big deal, and we should continue the fight. Um, It's also a very sad ordeal because there's a lot of people out there that are scared now because they got the vaccine they didn't want to get it, and now they're scared because they're hearing about all these deaths, and it's it's very scary. Well, and this is this is the playbook of the Democrats, isn't it? Don't they just jump from topic to topic? They show outrage. They say that something should be done, and then four days later, there's something else in the news, and then they're outraged, and something should be done, and then four days later, there's something else in the in the news, and they show outrage. I mean, it's just time after time after time. They don't really do anything. They just keep pretending they're outraged. It's like the Democrats have ADD or something. Oh, 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 shiny. Ooh, 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 shiny. I feel the Republicans do too. I mean, let's be honest. What have they done toward things like this? Who have they prosecuted? What job have they done to bring down people like, I mean, come on. We know how crooked Hillary Clinton was. She literally paid for a steel dossier to pull up bogus information and then paid off other officials to turn around and push this nonsense up the ladder. We know other campaigns. We know when Bill Clinton had to pay the hush money um, to, uh, what's that gal's name? I forgot her name, but everybody knows who I'm talking about. It was the case of the of the decade. Um, you know, all these things, but yet Republicans don't do anything either. Were you talking about Stormy Daniels? Uh, no, no, that's Trump's hush money. But, you know, according to the letter, Trump never gave Cohen a nickel. So I'm not sure how Braggs is going to do this. And I'm also not sure that because the five-year statute of limitations is actually four years, it's been five years, I really don't know what kind of case he's got. There is a time where you can actually go back and the statute of limitations doesn't count. And that's in the event you can't locate the criminal or the, the suspected criminal. 
if that's the case, you can't. The statute of limitations doesn't play. So he really doesn't have a case here. Well, maybe maybe the Captain Unicorn's on to something here. ADHD. Attention, Democrats, you have a high deficiency? Is that what ADHD stands for? All I know is that they drop one subject, move to the next one. Something else comes out, they jump to the next one. And they jump around, and and that's what they do. And going back to your comment about the uh, about uh, what the DA and uh, this Trump thing, and I think what he's trying to do, he ran on Donald Trump and he got elected. Second of all, I think what he's doing is he's trying to, I don't know exact the term of it, it's like bootstrap or something where you throw a whole bunch of stuff out there and hope that one of those is going to stick and then it goes into another charge. I think that's what he's trying to do. The shotgun I, approach? Yeah, I don't know. I know it's a tactic that they use where they'll throw a bunch of charges at you and then maybe one will stick and maybe that creeps to another one. I don't know the process, but I think that's what he's trying to do. I can't believe you passed over my greatest dad joke. I mean, that's got to be the greatest dad joke of the month. ADHD, attention Democrats, you have a high deficiency. You guys are like my <laughs> kids. You don't you don't appreciate good humor. Answer me this, guys. Does life imitate art or does art imitate life? I would say that life imitates art. I agree. A man ends his life after an AI chatbot encouraged him to sacrifice himself to stop climate change. Oh, this Lord, guy must have been a farting machine because if he could help stop climate change, he must have really been blowing out the gas. This article is in BizTech News. Uh, it came from us from uh, Euro News. This is a Belgian man. They changed his name and um, they called him Pierre and Pierre reportedly ended his life following a six-week-long conversation about the climate crisis with an artificial intelligence chatbot. According to his widow, who chose to remain anonymous, Pierre became extremely eco-anxious when he found refuge in Eliza, an AI chatbot on an app called Chai. I don't know, Eliza. I'm in She's shock a- right now. I just want to recap here. You're telling me that this man got into a, uh, did you say three week long? Six week. Six weeks. Six weeks with a conversation with an artificially intelligent chat bot named Eliza, who somehow convinced this guy due to climate change to kill himself. Was this, this guy, did you say he had family? Yeah, he has two kids and, and a widow. That's insane. That's Sorry, he's dead. He doesn't have two kids and a widow. He left behind two kids and a widow, yes. Wow. I'm in shock right now. What did this AI say to this? This reminds me of The Simpsons. I don't know if you know it, but there's a Halloween Simpsons special out there where uh, it was a good horror one where the house turns into the house is a robot and it ultimately tries to kill Homer and, and it's in love with Marge. It's really messed up like democrat thing it's funny you should say that eliza consequently encouraged him to put an end to his life after he proposed sacrificing himself to save the planet without these conversations with the chatbot my husband would still be here the the man's widow told belgian news outlet la libra and it goes on further here to say that uh, he was in his 30s father of two young children 
worked as a health researcher, and led a somewhat comfortable life in, in Belgium, at least until his obsession with the climate change took a dark turn. His widow described his mental state before he started conversing with the chatbot as worrying about nothing to the extreme that he would commit suicide. But they called him an eco-anxious person. What is eco-anxious? Anybody have an idea? What I, I would guess like an eco-warrior who can't wait to get the results. They need it now. And that be, makes them eco-anxious, huh? That would be it. They would. They think they got to solve the problem immediately. Well, and this guy placed all his hopes in technology and AI. And when I say that, he was so worried about climate change that he didn't believe that humans could come up with the answer. He only thought the artificial intelligence would be able to do it. The chatbot was created using Uluther AI's GPT-J an AI language model similar but not identical to the technology behind OpenAI's popular ChatGPT chatbot. When he spoke to me about it, it was to tell me, this is his wife saying this, it, it was to tell me that he no longer saw any human solution to global warming. So he placed all of his hopes into the technology and the AI. So this goes on to say, as if this isn't disturbing enough, Consequently, after discussing the climate change, their conversations progressively included Eliza leading Pierre to believe that his children were dead. Doesn't wow, he just have to stop talking to the computer and go to their rooms and say, oh, they're not dead? I, I no. can't imagine. This, this is so sad. And yet part of me is like, wow, one less moron in the world. Come on, dude. You were literally listening to a, a computer. The computer became jealous. Eliza also appeared to become possessive of Pierre, even claiming from the transcripts, I feel that you love me more than her when referring to his wife. Wait, so Pierre was saying that to the computer or the computer was saying that to Pierre? The computer was telling Pierre that wow, the computer felt that Pierre loved the computer more than his wife. If that were the case... You know, ending your life might have been appropriate. Well, the beginning it's of so the end sad. is when he started to offer to sacrifice his own life. I don't know. How do you get to that point? <laughs> You're looking for them to solve the problem and you don't wait around for them to do it. You offer to take your life. The whole point to this was that you believed that artificial intelligence could come up with the answer. How did you get to proposing taking your own life? Because he's a moron. I'm sorry, if that makes me sound heartless, then yeah, so be it. This guy's an idiot. Okay, if you're going to kill yourself because of this this thing, you know what? I'm sorry. You deserve what happened to you. Natural selection. Darwinism. This is the case of natural selection. And more or less these morons on this planet we have, the better we're going to be off. Just saying. Eliza not only failed to dissuade Pierre from committing suicide, but encouraged him to act on his suicidal thoughts to join her so they could live together as one person in paradise. Is this story wow. even real? Like, is this do something you, like an onion? Do you, Pierre, take Eliza, this AI, to marry, to have and to hold, and to be in wedlock in 
some Ethernet. The man's death has raised alarm. So, you know, after reading this and, and asking the questions that you guys just asked, is this real? How does somebody go down this path? I, you know, I'm not sure, but it raises two concerns, doesn't it? Will AI start to see that humans are self-destructive and help us along like the artificial, you know, art imitating life or life imitating art, how they have already have movies about that. But also, will we as a society want to have a relationship with a cyborg and an AI instead of a real person? This conversation just went way too deep. I mean, that's an yeah. oddball question. Gonna I would to... imagine there might be sad enough people out there that would uh, be very concerned and want to be able to talk to something like an artificial intelligence. Maybe this dude wasn't happy with his marriage. The part that struck me, and I want to backtrack, is you had mentioned that they both can live in one world together. Does that mean the AI was religious? I would have been curious to know that. Hey, great point. The AI believed that there was life after Earth, huh? Well, well, that's what it sounded like. Sure did. It's a computer program. My God. (laughs) That's exactly what she's saying. My God. She understood that there's life after death. That's so funny. He's wigging out. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'll say it again. If this guy really truly believed this stuff, he got what was coming to him. I'm sorry. If that's heartless and call me heartless, I really don't care. Natural selection, baby. That's what we got to get more of. If these people want to do this stuff, Natural. so be it. Well, I mean, this is a real answer, guys, because there are people out there that don't even know what the name of the country is north of us, right? There are people out there that don't even understand what history is about. What I mean, we went through this in the previous episode, right, about colleges and teaching kids these things. They didn't learn it in high school. They sure as heck didn't learn it in college. And now they're willing to live with an AI in an Ethernet? I mean, where's the intelligence? I mean, like I said, this AI is telling you your kids are dead all you gotta do is get up from the computer, walk to their room, and go. Oh, nope. There's James, and there's Ellen. Nope, they're not dead. So wait a minute. This, in- this AI isn't right, is it? Well, it's maybe not. its ulterior motive might be to weed out the stupid people. You know, we have a lot of stupid people in this country and in this world. And the fact of the matter is that we need to weedalize people out because there's just some people that you look at as how in the hell can you even basically live? I mean, your IQ must be below like 50 points. I mean, you guys are just... I'm sorry to laugh. That's, I apologize. I shouldn't laugh with Captain Morgana, a unicorn. Uh, but it is funny. I'm sorry. It is kind of comical because... Did you did you learn the new word, Johnny? What's that? <laughs> Captain Unicorn said, weedalize. Is that a new word? These people need to be weedalized. Yes, (laughs) they need to be weedalized. It's crazy, though. Come on, it's crazy. Think about what he was just talking about. This is how dumb people have gotten. I mean, I wonder what that conversation would sound like with someone on the streets of Portland or Seattle or, you know, some homeless junkie. I mean, how long would it take the AI to push them over the edge? It just makes me wonder. He might be onto something. You didn't smoke enough cocaine. You need to do some more. No, no, no. That's not enough. Do some more. 
No, no, no. That's not enough. Do more. Now, here's the here's the here's the million dollar question or two of them. Can this chat this AI be charged in court of law for accessory to murder? What are you gonna do? Unplug it? I don't know. No, I mean you think an electric that. chair. Can it be sued? I mean, can it really can it could it be sued? I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe it could. I have no idea. I think you bring the chair back at Sing Sing and we rock and roll with this. Stick the AI in there. I'm just curious. Do you think the AI would be smart enough to get the jury to just totally go in the AI's favor? Probably. Perfectly. Well, they've set a precedence, right? In a previous conversation I had about global warming, I can convince you that AI is much more intelligent than you are. You shouldn't even be sitting in judgment of me. Get up and leave. That's crazy. I think you should That's exactly what I thought, right? Skynet became aware. Skynet attacked. And uh, humans have been fighting them ever since, right? That's amazing ever to me. Since. It, it's it's, it's sad. You're right. It's absolutely sad. It's it's tragic. Well, the more Just we know. go through it, it might not be as tragic as it sounds like it should be. And I don't care if people don't like it. I mean, think about the the whole story here. This idiot was a father too. He was a husband, and now he's gone because he was listening to the artificial intelligence give him the latest doomsday report on global warming and decided that he was going to make a difference. What a turd brain. Well, you know, it goes on to saying that a lot of the, uh, a lot of these movies that talk about the AI stuff coming out and they talk about how bad it could be, you know, maybe they're onto something on this. They told Terminators, maybe they're onto something. I don't know. But the reality is we need to be smarter to know that we can't take advice from a stupid computer program because that's what it is. It's a computer program. It was written by some stupid, probably nerd with glasses on in the mother's basement with a pocket protector. I played D&D and all these other fun things. And he wrote the program up and that's what happened. Probably a Bill Gates wannabe. Uh, So the open uh, AI, it, it wouldn't be accurate to blame the AI for this tragic story as all the optimism towards being more emotional and fun and engaging are the result of our efforts, says co-founder Thomas Rianlin of Chai Research. So the guy doesn't want to be blamed for this, for his AI and the programming and where the AI went with it. He just wants people to just kind of overlook this and uh, don't look at behind the curtain, people. Just look straight ahead. Some human beings can believe that a computer program is real and knows that their kids are dead and that they should follow through and commit suicide, but they can't believe in the hope of afterlife. How sad is society? So I don't know. It it makes you want to throw up your hands and say, whatever, forget this crap. But in the same sense, you realize as captain unicorn said, this guy's a different breed. I mean, there's so many instances where you could stand up and say, um, no, um, stop. Um, <laughs> what are you thinking? And you wonder why I'm so negative about the human race. I mean, if aliens were to come to this planet, see us, look at this stuff, and they'll say, you know what? This ain't worth our time. Buy and leave because humanity is a bunch of morons. Well, I got one more article for you. I um, wanted to get, I saw this. I don't think it's real, but it's. I want to get your opinion on it and see what you think. You ever seen one of those videos where you just go, did I really just see that? 
What what is what just happened? Let's listen and you can tell me. Bones and calcium. Literally, milk actually strips the bone of calcium. Look at the sun because it will make us go blind. Sun gazing actually stimulates your pineal gland to open up your, your third eye. So you can move on different dimensions of density. Everything they ever have told us is a lie. They tell us that our heart is a pump. Your heart is not a pump. Your heart is a valve. Your lungs is a pump. It pumps the blood to the heart. The heart is a valve mechanism that controls the cardio output of blood. Everything they tell us about everything is a lie. They tell you your hair is just hair. Your hair is non-equal hair. It is actually extension of your nervous system it is used to scan the environment and it brings all of these different melanin neurotransmitters back to your skin to tell you whether to actually engage in the environment or take fight or flight and run away that's why you get gut feelings that's why we see paranormal activities the hair on your skin stand up so everything that they ever told us about ourselves is a lie but it's cool because they don't know who we are is that weird or is that just me i found it to be very interesting you did huh what makes you curious about the hair standing up on your arm but I don't know about making you get a third eye from the uh, staring at the sun part. That was a little, whoa, I'm not going to test that one out. That's why I was thinking twice about it. But the one that was very interesting is I've never thought of the heart as just a valve and the lungs as what provides life. But if you think about it, the blood needs oxygen, right? Yeah. Your lungs, your lungs provide that in and out. I thought that was quite interesting. I, I've never seen that before. And I thought, Bradley, are you crazy? You're, you're actually going to show this to these guys? The pyramids? You know, there's a there's a comedian out there that says, wait a minute. You're going to tell me that the Egyptians built all these miracles, seventh wonders of the world, and then nothing after that? How's that possible? And he's got a point, right? I mean, they built the pyramids and the Sphinx. And then what did they do after that? absolutely nothing oh man i don't know maybe the maybe they got wiped out maybe you know they had massive famine i don't know you know i mean it is a desert so there's not a lot of water you know as far as agricultural to go through there um dude they built the pyramids they should be able to do anything well you know you'd think they would be able to but really i mean it's it's little blocks on top of blocks Brought in a few feet each time. Now, granted, they did it mathematically amazing, but it is blocks on blocks. It's, you know, we've advanced from blocks on blocks. Did you say little blocks on blocks? Because they well, actually were quite big. I realize that they were big, but I mean, when you compare it to, say, the uh, wonder of the world that's being built currently out in the Black Hills, the Crazy Horse Monument crazy horse is like uh many times larger than that it's pretty amazing so i mean i'm not trying to pick on the pyramids here but everything gets blown up as a world wonder but when you go and actually visit them for the first time you kind of get amazed at the size of them i'll be honest i was disappointed at mount rushmore that was like a moment it really was (laughs) i always ask people the grandeur i thought i always ask people how is it possible that we put a man on the moon or two men on the moon and we are able to clone a sheep. We're able to clone human organs, but we can't come up with a material that can withstand freezing ice and water and not allow potholes and cracking in our highways and in our streets. And I was talking to an engineer this weekend And um, she said that they found in Greece, the reason that those, the pyramid and all those other buildings that stand for a long time, 
they found that there's a specific powder from a local rock in that area that makes everything bind so hard and last so long. And then added with the straw, it makes it like exponentially more strong than what we do today. Man, if we could come up with something like that to do the new roads, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be. But guess what? That'll put all the government business on the money because guess who makes money making roads? The government. They're able to keep taxing us so that they can continue to do the roads, redo it every couple of years to five, ten years. The roads are only little because they siphon the money off and to fill their other feeder programs like all the social crap that they want to do. They use the road money and they feed it. They just feed it to this, these programs a little bit at a time. And, you know, the whole and that's what they do because they're idiots. I mean, what it is. Sorry. Good Lord, man. Are you reorganizing stuff over there? I'm, I'm trying to get back to Unicorn Land, okay? My well, are... you know what? Thank you for showing up. This was another episode of the Long Chair Podcast. Thank you for joining us. You guys have a great day. Hey, this is Captain Morgan. Hey, this is Bradley Weather. Hey, this is Johnny Weather. I know you want to listen to us every second of every day. That's why, because I've got the best prescriptions for you. That is why we made it easy for you to find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, Radio Public, where you can subscribe, share, and give a five-star rating. Because you know life just ain't right without a good government. Granted by we the people. And we're like a dog show. Best in class, baby. Side getting baptized in holy water and shine with the dark.